Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Roundtable. This is episode number 20. I am your host, Kenny, and today's topic, we're going to be discussing one of my favorite TV series of all time, Firefly. Joining me for today's roundtable are my good friends Josh, Adela, and Jack. Not going to talk too much of the beginning here. We had a fun discussion. I just want to jump right in. And so here's our roundtable discussion on Firefly. Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. Take me out to the black. Tell them I ain't coming back. Burn the land and boil the sea You can't take the sky from me There's no place I can be Since I found serenity You can't take the sky from me Alright, today's topic is going to be Joss Whedon's Firefly. I have some special guests with me. I have Josh. Hi. Adela. Hi. And Jack. Hi. Thanks for joining me, guys. No problem. Yeah, thanks for having us. No problem. Let's start with how did you hear about Firefly? Jack? So I heard about Firefly from my friend David Kravis. Uh, He was a friend of mine in high school. And he was like, hey, you should watch this show. And... I, I was like, I mean, okay, fine. I like sci-fi stuff. And so he loaned me the DVDs and over spring break, my mom and I sat down and binged the whole season in one sitting. We started at like 2 p.m. and ended really late, <laughs> like really, really late. And it ended and my mom went, that's it? Like, yeah, I, I think there's a movie. And she's like, well, where is it? I'm like, he didn't give it to me. Well, call him. Mom, it is four o'clock in the morning. No. Uh, so, you know, that's that's how I got into it. So you saw it after it's already been, it was released on DVDs. Long after, yeah. So I saw it in, I think, 2008. Yeah, so I didn't see it in its original run. I was uh, <coughs> 11 when it originally came out. So I'm a child. Adela? Um, I also saw it late. I was vaguely aware of it when it was airing. And then I saw the movie first. Wow. Yeah, which is kind of confusing to go in it backwards. Yes. And I actually didn't watch the uh, series until a few years later. I had just moved to New York and I was house-sitting for some friends. And they had the DVD set. And I think I did a similar thing where I said, I was like, oh, I can finally watch this and know what that movie was about. And then, you know, lost a large chunk day. of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Josh? Uh, I am a grizzled veteran who watched <laughs> it at the time. Yay. And got to experience the cancellation in real time. Oh. Yeah. I'm with you. I got to watch it. I was a Buffy fan, so I already liked Joss Whedon, and I heard he was doing this new series. And I watched, you know, the first episode, which was Train Job. No, it's uh, not. Well, it was the first. I agree. It was one that aired. I'm still mad. Um, I'm, here's okay. I'm still mad. Oh, wow, we're starting already. All right, go. Now. Hold on. <laughs> the reason, hold on. The reason I'm mad is because if you watch the first episode, it is the perfect pilot. Oh, I and, totally and, agree with and, you. And so when I watched that, and then I watched Train Job, 
and I, uh, I like because the train job is the second episode. Yeah. When you watch them back to back, and you, and then you think to yourself, train job was made the first episode, and then they didn't air the 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 first episode until later. They didn't air it second. They aired it like later, yeah. which was super weird. Yeah. And then you're like, episode episode one is a is a perfect pilot. It explains everything. It sets up the universe. It establishes the world. It introduces all of the characters. No, I'm, I don't I'm, like. I, I'm, it's so confusing. It makes no sense at all. I I I hate I hate taking the devil's advocate position, but in the in the studio's defense, this is rarely rare. I take this position. <laughs> I rarely defend the studios, but I think one of the reasons why they didn't go with that first episode is because it is a double episode. It's a yeah. long time to sit through. Like I remember having to sit down with friends. I was like, you have to watch this thing. I remember sitting with my friend Linda, and she is one of the most impatient people I know. And we sat down to watch it, and she's like, this episode is so long. I'm like, yeah, it's a double episode. It's an hour and a half that they're asking you to watch of this brand new thing that you don't know what it is. They're asking you to watch a movie. Yeah. Like, and they're like, but there's more of this, you know? So it it makes sense to me why they would air Train Job first. Um, as somebody that enjoys logical storytelling, I don't like it, but <laughs> I get why they they probably opted to go with a shorter episode because people aren't going to sit down and watch a double episode of something they've never seen before. If it was like a double episode in its like fourth season, people would be game, but... I, I can I can understand why they would done it, but I I agree with you guys. Like I I think it's <laughs> well I'd, I'd heard totally that they terrible. wanted more action, and they didn't feel the pilot had enough action, so that's why they did Train Job. That's also yeah. true. But if you look back at the pilot, there was plenty of action. There was, yeah, a, yeah. there was a but I mean again I love the series. So when I saw the pilot, which they uh, which is called Serenity, like the movie, uh, it was aired. It was the last thing they aired on TV before it got canceled. So you see it, and of course I already had. Watched previous. That's weird. You're getting twelve episodes, and then I'm getting all oh, this. Is how end. they jump? Yeah, yeah. But it, it was still, I I was still I I'm the one that watched it on Fox, and then they got preempted for an NBA game, and I somehow found it again, and I recorded it on my VHS, and <laughs> I mean I was one of those people, and I watched every episode, yeah. or at least all that aired the, on TV. The, the scheduling was a mess. Yeah, I have so many thoughts about scheduling, especially <laughs> just through TV shows and programming is is like a, a weird passion of mine, and Fox is a network that is very bad at scheduling shows. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the fact that they have the Friday night death slot and people know what that is, <laughs> is horrible. Like, people know that that's the slot that it goes to die. Like, that's where they put Firefly. And, every, and they're like, we don't know why nobody watched it. It's like, you, you guys! I have watched many shows that I love go to the fi- Friday night death slot and a few of them even lasted like two or three more seasons because they were good enough that people were like, fine, if you're going to move it, we'll stay home on Friday. Yeah. But it's very Well, they did rare. that with X-Files. Well, they made X-Files oh, a hit yeah. on Friday night uh, and then my, moved to Sunday. My example is but Fringe. Fringe they, is another they, one. After yeah. like season two or something, two or three, they moved it to Friday and it went on for like two more seasons and I was like, good because that's rare rare, yeah it's very rare but that's also but that's also in a later season you don't put a first season of a thing oh no yeah i I didn't expect it to do well yeah like shows how much faith they had in the project yeah i mean there is there is so many other issues that 
Uh, yeah, I have obviously so many thoughts about the <laughs> just behind. I, so I host a TV podcast, and so talking about this is like a whole thing. And I love, I love ragging on the studios for all their terrible decisions, and then hope that they do better in the future, which they sometimes do, and most of the time don't. So Firefly is one of those things that I just have a lot of feelings about because. It's the studio going like, we don't know why this didn't work, and it's like because you you, you threw it you, away. It was yeah. you. Yeah. It's that it's that Eric Andre meme where he shoots the guy in the chair, <laughs> yeah. turns around like, why would this happen? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. They they do it constantly, just constantly, and it is so frustrating. Uh, they Fox is like one of the biggest biggest problems yeah when it comes to that sort of stuff abc does it a lot too their their issue is like the i don't we don't know why nobody's watching this show it's like because you're not telling people when it's on you weirdos yeah yeah well disney owns abc abc just bought fox so with their powers combined we'll see what happens with their powers combined Uh, we'll never know when shows are on no comment all right let's talk about characters because there's very distinguishable characters on the show. Do you have a favorite, Josh? Do I have a favorite character? I I need to separate between crew and other characters. <laughs> because I think my favorite character um, out of the entire series is from my favorite episode, which is Objects in Space. I love Jubal Early. So I love yeah, him. His... He is amazing. His character is weird. Uh, it is... It's... It's weird for someone to it's it's weird for a character to enter a show and within 5 minutes you just you you weirdly understand them by not understanding what they are about at all and over the course of the episode you just you get more and more information about him but it's really weird and he's a really weird person well his his lines are so off-putting but his delivery yeah. is amazing as well he sells that yeah, I love it. Uh, out of the crew, I think my favorite is uh, I think my favorite's Mao. Um, I like the. I think Nathan Fillion brings a uh, a weight to that character that I I'm not sure how many actors would be able to do that. Um, that you can you can see on his face oftentimes like the weight of being the captain of this crew and feeling responsible for the crew much as he probably felt responsible when he was a sergeant in the war. And so um, oftentimes when things are going wrong, um, you, can, you can see uh, in, in his face and how he carries himself, you can see when things are going wrong, that sort of weight that he carries like, oh, I need to, I need to figure out how to fix this because this is my crew, this is my ship, mm-hmm. this is my responsibility. Cool. Della? Um, it is a hard call because it's such a... One of the joys of the show is the ensemble cast and mm-hmm. them just bouncing off each other. And they're all so different and so specific. Um, I guess my favorite would have to be Zoe. I really like the Zoe-Wash couple. Yeah. They're they're not expected. Yes. That's and what's great about it. I like a badass woman <laughs> so, with a shotgun. And she's as badass as they come. So Same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's so it's so tough. Like my gut reaction is always like, go with the funny character. 
uh, the comedic relief is always like my favorite. So Wash is like always like immediately like my my favorite character. I gravitate towards him, but I but I can also say like partly because I named my one of my cats after him. Uh, I really love Simon. Simon because you know he's he is a more he's a very intelligent character and he butts up against butts butts up against Mal all the time. But like they're both. They're both wanting the like a good outcome, but yet he is so protective of his sister, and he, but he's also thinking about everybody else. But he's just like he's like, but I know more about this inside thing than you, and it's like I need you to hear me. And he also his relationship with Kaylee is so sweet, and like it is Sean Mares like whole physicality is so funny too mm-hmm. like when he has funny moments it's all in his face and it's and like in in his in his body that it's like he rarely has an actual funny line it's always his reaction to things which just he's such a gem yeah, he's, he's constantly being set up yes <laughs> well, he's kind of the straight man of the ship yeah yeah, yeah. i um, have an affinity for for the straight men of shows uh, the the sort of what you're talking about with Simon, um, I do like that that played to the um, the old Western tropes of the the doctor from civilization mm, yeah. f- being so like fish out of water mm. in the in the the West and the old westerns, and so um, it's funny to think of how they portrayed that on the show, where not only was he off the core planets and on the dusty uh wild wild west planets but he's also off of ships that were clean and organized and made sense onto uh rusty buckets of bolts uh flying through space well and his his you know the uh med bay is is the cleanest brightest place (laughs) on the ship because that's kind of his world is still that very yeah you know sterile yeah clean crisp organized yeah i think my character would be kaylee um i just love her just for her innocence and she's she's sweet and kind and uh, you know naive but not stupid she knows what she's talking about yeah she's she's a good just juxtaposition character yes you know she really she's brilliant give her an engine she's brilliant yeah put her in any social situation and it's gonna fall apart <laughs> but she's gonna be so sweet and charming about it that you that, don't care yeah you don't care yeah yeah so i think she she always shines for me but again simon is a huge character that i love as well just watching his growth as well through the series. I mean, yeah. he's an idiot sometimes. And, yeah. you know, he puts his foot in his mouth many times. But I think he's, you know, he's good at heart. He, he, he wants to do the right thing. Yeah. It's a minor character. Uh, shout out to uh, Yosef Bridge. Uh, yeah. my, my personal introduction to Christina Hendricks. Yep. My so, same. Yep. Watching, watching like Good Girls right now, A+. Plus. <laughs> so it was... What an what an amazing character to be like, oh, we brought her back and she had another name. You're like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, see, what's great, though, is for you guys who watch the DVDs, you got to see the three episodes that never aired. Yeah. So that was one of her episodes. Trash was one of the episodes that never aired. So we only got to see her once. It, it visibly, physically, emotionally, spiritually hurts me 
that the three episodes that never aired are Trash, The Message, and Heart of Gold. Which are three amazing. Those episodes yeah. are so good. Yeah. And that to think that they, that anyone who was watching the show, even tangentially, and then like, oh, it's off the air, it got canceled, I guess we'll never see that show again, yeah. and like, never picked up the DVDs. They are such incredible yeah. episodes that there are people that have just never seen them because yeah. they didn't they, think they, to co- go back they, to the show yeah, yeah. But the good thing and, and bashing on the network is that they actually finished these episodes because they weren't done they yes they're shooting they actually treated the they actually um, finished the effects they, tre- they, actually, they treated the funeral in yes, uh that was the last the message they were doing yeah that was the dirge was, for yeah. the show yeah, yeah. yeah. But they went back and they actually... So, I mean, I am thankful that yes. Fox at least... I don't know if it was a money thing because they obviously put a lot of money into it already. So they might as well just finish them off so they can put, you know, make a box yeah. set and yeah. make money out yeah, of that. Yeah, at least make that. But I'm so glad they did because, like Josh said, if we wouldn't have gotten those three episodes, it would have been horrible. Well, what I've heard, what I've heard with the, the reason that it was canceled was because, you know, the network was like, hey, we want the show to go this way. And Joss Whedon said... No, that's not where the show should be going. And so in so he said, you know, rather than doing what the network wanted, he was like, then I don't want to do this show if you're not going to let me do the show that I want to do. Hmm. So they were like, okay, I guess we're going to end the show. And so they they kind of this kind of sort of got to end on their own terms, but not really. Like they got to end the show like in in an in an interesting place, but you know, it still sucked because the show ended because the network wanted to change a whole bunch of stuff instead of just moving it to another night. <laughs> I mean, I don't have thoughts about this at all. But don't you don't you mean yeah. moving it to a consistent time slot on literally any <laughs> that night? Would have been yeah, ideal. Also yes. true. And airing it in the right order. Also a thing. That would have been nice. Uh, It's the one thing that, uh, while they have their own problems, it's one thing that I like about some of the streaming services, um, like Netflix and Amazon, and what they have decided to start doing is just throwing money at creators and hoping that they get a hit um, and not meddling with their stuff, which... Uh, that's how you get things like Stranger Things. Stranger, there's no reason Stranger Things should have been successful yeah. as a concept. Well, that's a question. Would Firefly do better n- these days with uh, streaming? A million percent. Compared to, you know, 15 years ago when it aired on broadcast TV. A million percent. I think yeah. so. Probably. Especially if it, had, if it had hit Netflix. Just the... All you would even all you would need is like a trailer and be like, this is a western, but it's also sci-fi, and enough people would be like, that sounds weird. I'll check it out. Yeah. And if it existed as it exists right now, and that was the first season, that show would have eight seasons. It's like it's 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 such a good season of a show. Yeah. It's um, definitely bingeable. Yes. Because you just mm-hmm. want to hang out with these people. Yeah. Yep see yeah. what happens to them yeah yeah it's also it's also high concept enough that people are like i've never seen something like this like sci-fi western all right i get i guess this is bizarre like people love weird stuff like yeah. high concept can be you know uh, it can be just taking like a, a normal thing and it's like you know like oh the the six friends hanging out but it's like oh it's slightly different but it's like high concept is also just like a thing that nobody's ever seen before and so in doing that it's 
you know, but they were doing, but they were also doing like common tropes. They were doing like a heist episode. You know, it's like multiples, multiple, you know, like the train robbery. Like that's mostly like the best example. It's like we're going to do after we introduce all of these characters to you in, in this, this two parter first episode, we're going to then do a train heist which everyone is familiar with. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's where you sell people on it because they're like, oh, I know what this is. I can enter this world having some knowledge of how this is going to work. By the time you get to like, you know, later episodes where you're like, what is happening? Like (laughs) culturally, this is some strange stuff. Like we are, we understand what's going on. Yeah. What I also like about the show um, that we don't get enough we used to never get and we don't get we still don't get enough in my opinion now is um the show didn't treat us the viewer as an idiot yeah like i there's nothing i hate more than something being explained to me as a viewer fed. when i definitely didn't need it explained to me um well, and I, at no point did I think that Firefly was talking down to me as well, a viewer. Or anytime there was something where I was like, I don't completely understand that, but I but using cues and the world, I think I can figure out yeah, what they're they talking were just about. Scraping the surface of the world that they had built. Yeah. And they didn't need to explain it to us because these people lived in it. Yeah. But they're they're you know they had depths they could have mined there and were probably planning on. Well, uh, Joss has a world bible for yeah. Firefly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, one thing I really enjoyed about Firefly was the fact that there was no sound in space. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which is realistic. And, I mean, unfortunately, the movie, because it was a movie, they had to put sound effects in space. Yeah. But the series, I love the fact that, you know, and yeah. people complain that there's no... And oh, like, they use it to great effect. there is no sound. It's, it's, there's no... It's, va- yeah. It's great. It, it, it actually... What I like about that, that people don't understand, is um, you use that to direct the audience's attention Mm. um for for firefly it was usually directing the audience the audience's uh attention visually to specific things um when you see it in horror movies like alien or um anything in space but that's horror usually everything is silent except for you get the breathing Mm. inside of a helmet Mm -hmm. and the reason for that is because you're creating a claustrophobic effect of like oh the only thing i can hear is what's happening inside the helmet Mm -hmm. i'm getting really tense i'm feeling really like they're they're trying to build that tension it's all about playing with the audience yeah yeah uh now let's talk about favorite episodes uh della i don't know um objects in space is great because it's a because of that character, but also a love song to the ship itself, yeah. which is also a character so much in the show. Um, I rewatched um, The Train Heist and Out of Gas, where the those were the first three yeah. I picked to kind of study up for this podcast. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Out of Gas is probably hands down yeah. the majority of people's favorite episodes. So good. It's my yeah. second. It's my it second is an amazing favorite. episode. It's probably my favorite. To my, episode. To my ears. But I love amazing. Ariel as well, which is the episode after Train Job. Or after uh, yeah. Out of Gas. I, another heist. Yes, it's yeah. another heist, but it's also Simon's heist. And you learn. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, Jane throws, you know, Simon and, yeah. and uh, River, you know, to the police. And, yep. Uh, and then the ending with Mal. I mean, that's just. But I mean, that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, sorry, I'm hijacking the podcast. Jack. No worries. 
What's yours? Favorite episode? Uh, there's, there's some research so many. going on. <laughs> I know. No, it's like because I couldn't. I could Jack remember like the, the stories. I had to like pull. Tell, up. I was like, the what stories. are the names? I can tell you the names of the, Same. the episodes. <laughs> uh, I also had to get a refresher. I was just like blanking on something. Jamestown is uh, amazing. Uh, <laughs> is incredible. Yeah. I just. It is just so it's so delightful seeing the whole cast just staring at this <laughs> statue of Jane and them all being what is this what is happening this moron like this is but like seeing the reversal and seeing like oh he's being worshipped as a folk hero but really like it's because he was stealing from them like, yeah. oh boy this is interesting <laughs> yeah. and then like having to see that and like his his former partner was actually being held as a prisoner, mm-hmm. and it's like, but he was being celebrated as a, as a folk hero. So interesting. Yeah. So it's also just such a funny episode. Like I said, I'm drawn to very funny things. Yeah. But yeah, Out of Gas is just incredible. Also, obviously, our Mrs. Reynolds is uh, just Christina Hendricks. That's the hard part about picking a favorite. I almost get asked this question because I'm like, I can go through each episode and say yeah, we, what we I love about them. We'll and just go down the they're list. All, yeah, yeah, they're all it's amazing. Not all of them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. War Stories is... Yeah. yeah. Wars, the the yeah. torture Wars scene in there is just... And again, you have Gina Torres's character. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. Her walking in take and Take the money and like... Him. This is I, yes, this is what I'm doing and yeah. I mean, sort of what you're talking about with Jamestown, um, something that I, I love about Joss and his shows is um, he knows... He's very good at blending comedy with drama. Yes. Mm. Um and often tragedy. Um, and Janestown is probably single-handedly the comedy episode of the show, like if you if you had to pick. But the end of it with uh, the townsperson jumping in front of the oh, shotgun the kid, fire yeah. and him trying to tear down the statue and the realization that they're probably just putting it right back up and Mal just tells him, like, it's not about you. Yeah. And, yeah. and he just, he can't, he can't figure out what, why they would do this when it's it, it's not about him and uh just him being very confused about about that whole idea and like that I, I like that 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 ending is very poignant and and uh fits into more of a like a drama category but at, it's at the end of this just stream of comedy yeah 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 now this show obviously had a hard time finding an audience as we mentioned you know, partly because the network just sucked and it was all over the place. Um, but for some reason, it's 15 years later since it premiered. It premiered in 2002. September 20th, 2002 is was the premiere date. So it's been over 15 years and it's more popular now than it's ever been. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Um, I can... Uh, so my... Why... Uh, you, you asked, would it be, would it work today? Mm-hmm. And I know, I know it would. I, I think at the time, I think networks were afraid of sci-fi. Um, like I legitimately think that they, they didn't know what to do with spaceships. And then <laughs> Battle, the Battlestar Galactica remake happened and it was, it, it was a hit. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly we got every other space show. And, but this came out before that. And I think they just didn't know what to do with a sci-fi show, much less a sci-fi western. Yeah. 
But I think I, I think, think specifically the Western element yeah, I think yeah, really threw yeah, it for a loop yeah. because people weren't used to seeing westerns on TV anymore. Yeah. So it's just like oh wait this return to it was basically combining two things that networks said or thought in their heads that no one would want work. to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, now I think the show being as good as it is has taken on sort of a viral quality where every person that experiences it. The first thing they want to do is find someone else that Shit. hasn't seen yep. it and be like, you need to see this. Yeah. Yeah. I know lots of people who actually purchased several DVDs packets so they can give them out to their friends and say, you need to watch this Amazing. and pass it on to someone else who yeah. hasn't seen it. Because I mean, that's why it became so popular. It's once a DVD came out. Yeah. Word of mouth. It yeah. just... Word of mouth. And people just start spreading. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, the writing's amazing. Because I, I, I do a rewatch probably every six months or so. I'll rewatch the because it is only fourteen episodes. Yeah, you know it's like fifteen hours of TV. Yeah, you can watch I, in one I, sitting. Same, I do it at least once a year. Um, it's such a great more like easy buy-in too mm-hmm. because I mean, while it's hampered by the fact that it's just one season, we wish there were more. But it's also you know like it's one season. It's a nice morsel it for is, you to try. Yeah. It's yeah. not a daunting like. Balsar Galactica. Yeah, it is a lot. You know, here's seasons of television to watch. It is a lot easier to convince someone to watch one season than it is to convince someone to watch like Nine all of seasons. all of <laughs> all Star of Trek TOS oh, or all of West Wing yeah. Oh, oh yeah so much yeah speaking as somebody that has to watch all of West Wing eventually it's daunting I just finished the rewatch for my like eighth or ninth time yeah so. that that show requires paying attention yes the first time you see it and I have so many things to do <laughs> I think the other thing that I mean Firefly benefits from now is the internet like yeah the internet was a baby when mm-hmm. when it started. There was virtually no mm. social media networks. I think we had MySpace. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, and it was mostly like people posting, you know, having, having you know, you'd click on their profile and the music would immediately start playing. You were like, oh, why did I do that? And we had like GeoCities yeah. and <laughs> Yahoo Groups. This is weirdly the second time this part of the conversation has come up. <laughs> today for me but i think i think that's part of it is that with the internet and because of the word of mouth it is a lot easier to pitch the show to people and to be like hey this weird thing you should watch it yeah and the ability to have it on these streaming sites and people have now learned how to binge and sample shows Mm -hmm. and they're figuring out how to do that like you you can watch a couple episodes of a show and not be like, oh, I don't remember what happened last week. You know, you can actually watch multiple episodes and you're like, okay, I get what the show is doing. Yeah. Whereas some shows, you'll you'll see the pilot and you're like, what in the world is happening? And you don't want to come back because it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Because week to week changes so much. Yeah. And I think, I think it just like the internet has fundamentally helped and shaped the fan base that this show the show has and also people were finally able to like put all the pieces together and be like oh all these episodes they're together and there's like oh you're the other you're one of the other 10 people that watched this show yeah, yeah. when it aired you know and it's just been a lot easier to share it so i i just i yay internet did something <laughs> good for once so uh now have you guys read any of the comic books or novels that have come out that are associated with the 
the series. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm I three in. You, okay. Mm-hmm. You're enjoying them? I'm, yes. I've I, read I just, about 90% of them so I, far. I, yeah, I just, my, the, the most recent one, just in terms of timeline, is uh, books. Oh, The Shepherd's Tale. Yeah. yeah. That's how far I am. But, yeah. but I got, like, I read that a long a yeah. while ago. I just haven't gotten to the yeah. other comics I just purchased yet. the first official novel. The second one just came out. Okay. Um, and I, I haven't started reading it yet, but I'm really looking forward, just because it's in that world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's written, I don't think it's, you know, it's all consented. Joss gave his consent for all of it. So I'm assuming they ran everything through him to make sure. I'm sure. They're is keeping it, the storylines going. Is it pre or post Serenity? It's pre Serenity, the book I have right now. I don't know if the second book is post, um, but the comic books are post Serenity. Okay. Can I talk about Serenity for just one moment? Oh, yeah, please? I was going to speak up with that, too. But okay. we're not going to talk just, details about it because we're going to do no. another podcast I before just, that. But. I just want to say uh, my experience watching Serenity, like, not even going to talk about the movie, really, but I was watching it with my friend with my friend Cravis, who recommended the show. We were sitting down in, in his parents' basement watching the, sh- watching the movie, and we're watching it, we're watching it, everything's great. And then when Wash dies... I literally stood up and started like screaming at him. I'm just like, are you kidding me? He had to pause the movie for like 20 minutes <laughs> while I just yelled. And then when I finally calmed down enough, he's like, are you ready? I'm like, fine, we'll finish the movie. <laughs> like, there's no point anymore. <laughs> I was very upset. <laughs> very upsetting. So, That's actually why yeah. I asked. I've like, actually, yeah. I've literally never rewatched it because it upset <laughs> really? me so much. <laughs> Like, oh no, I include it as part of the rewatch of the series. I can't do it. I saw I saw Serenity uh, in the theater. Me too. The, Many the times. weekend the, the weekend it hit. Open. I saw a pressing preview of it, so I saw it like two weeks. Prior I uh, it was a religious experience for yeah. me <laughs> as someone who watched it when it originally aired. Yep. Um, and finally getting any any, any of, anything more. Yeah. That's all, like it's it's not even closure. Like it's just I just needed. Anything, yeah, yes. anything. So season one point five. I just needed so anything from that crew. It's so weird seeing it first because I had no context of who any of those characters yeah. were or like their importance. Because you know, did you enjoy the movie? Seeing it yeah. first, not really, because I mean, because my my dad had not seen the series, but he saw Serenity and he loved it. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, good. So I mean, that's I, and I was wondering I if a non fan could actually enjoy Serenity without that's seeing the series. One of the reasons I picked up the DVD set when, when I, I had the opportunity to that, watch yeah. all of it because I wanted to know more about these characters. Yeah, it's just the context that those characters are in in the movie is so for some of them is very different than the show. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not going to talk about. <laughs> I'm not talking about <laughs> yeah. it because apparently it's a different podcast. Well, no. yeah, we'll do that on a separate yeah. podcast. I just really wanted to bring up my experience <laughs> watching the film that I've only seen it once because I just I don't I don't exciting. like watching characters die. Yeah, it's just a thing. Uh, and my final question: Do you want more Firefly? Do you think there should be more Firefly? Should they reboot it? Should it be a sequel to the series? Lots of questions. I have gut Lots reactions. Lots of final questions. I have gut reactions to all of this. Um, it should not be rebooted. It okay. should not be re. It should not be revived. I wish there was more of it, but I. But because there's not with the original cast and the original writing staff and the original everything, I do not want more of it. I would like my heart once like a thousand seasons of it, but in its it, it is. Because it, it's also like this little zeitgeist sort of thing, mm. too. Like, it it wouldn't... I feel like it also wouldn't have reached its its height that it, that it has 
if there were a thousand seasons mm, of it because true. everyone would be like, oh, okay, yeah, this show has just been on for a while. But it's like because, you know, it is a 14-episode show and we are sitting here, what, 17 years later still talking about it. Mm-hmm. We, I feel like we would not be talking about it as passionately if it were more seasons because it would have had time to... Like it hit its peak and started coming. Yeah, back it would have it would have waned. Like yeah. there would have been terrible episodes in there. You know, yeah. there would have been episodes where you're like, ugh, what a what a that's the rotten one of the bunch. You know? Yeah. And so I, I just like, yes and no. I don't want I don't want yeah. them to please do. I'm, I also have a lot of feelings about reboots and revivals, yeah, but that's think, a whole other thing. I don't thing. think you know they captured lightning in a bottle, and I don't think at this point it's possible to go back. Like, do I wish there had been more episodes? Yeah. Definitely. But I think trying to recapture that now, I think the, you know, alternate media, you know, books and everything where you can revisit it and mm-hmm. is one thing. I think that's good. Or, or like if they wanted to make another show, maybe it's a different crew in that universe. So we're not trying to shoehorn in all these people with different actors or different writers yeah. or characters missing. Yeah. I have thought about this a lot. <laughs> You're just so Give us <laughs> So first things first. The Serenity's gone. The crew of the Serenity's gone. You have to accept that. If you were going to make another show, it, Joss made a world bible for Firefly. It, it it contains the world, how it works, the organizations, the governments, all of that stuff. And he was going to use that to power the show. Um, he already knew what he was going to do the second season. Like he was he, he was ready. Since then, the world has been expanded in all kinds of different ways uh i've played the board game i've mm. played the role-playing game um there's they try to do an online game there's comics there's books it's just it's everywhere yeah if they did another show which i believe i i think they should i think that they should do another show it should be a completely different ship a completely different crew yeah. or if you want to get cute with it maybe it's serenity we whatever we do, we got to jump forward in time. Mm-hmm. Maybe they it either needs to be a different ship, or maybe they find Serenity in a scrapyard, and like why is it there? And then they they take the ship, and now that's the ship. And so you have the ship without the original crew. Uh, everyone on the crew is almost everyone on the crew is still around. They could have like many guest things if they wanted to. The the important part to me is the world and the the characters. And I think if Joss was allowed to, like, given the freedom and people not, the network's not messing with him. I think if he was allowed to just sit down, because he, uh, he had a similar experience with when he did the Avengers and then moving on to Age of Ultron, where the movie studios... Try, uh, tried to mess with what he was trying to do too much and input little things and that's why he 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 bounced after Ultron and I think if he was just given the freedom to sit down and write a new season of that show um, and even bring in some of the people that that wrote on the original season bring in new people because there are so many writers who got their start with Joss. Jane Espenson, just to name one. Like, there's so many writers that got their start with Joss. If Joss was allowed to choose the writers, like, mm-hmm. imagine how many new 
crazy, incredible writers that we could find. And obviously, the old crew is so dear to our hearts, but just because that crew might be gone doesn't mean that a different crew couldn't work. Yeah. Um, and maybe even if they found, like, maybe it's like 20 years later, maybe they find Serenity in a scrapyard, maybe having the same ship would be enough familiarity for everyone to accept the new crew. But I think because that world exists and it's living and breathing and the work that Joss put into it, and I think if he found the right cast who could put in the the um, characterization and the, the history that you can feel coming off of these characters, if they could put in that work, I feel like a new show in the same universe could really work. Mm-hmm. I will accept that as a pitch for a reboot <laughs> or a revival. But if they were like, we're going to bring back the whole cast, no. be like, one, you can't bring back the whole cast because R.I.P. Ron Glass. Um, and two... And technically R.I.P. Wash and Shepard. Yeah. Like, please, let's not. Let's, let's Please, please, let's stop resurrecting yes. actual dead shows. And I say this as a big Arrested Development fan. Please. Yes. Please stop. Because um, that's another show that was lightning in a bottle, and then they revived it, and the two seasons yeah, you, you were can't not go very back good. Again. You can't like so. I I I would be okay with you know because they did that with they they did it all the time with Star Trek. You so, know? Yeah, that's what I that's, that's what I mean. They did constantly. The ships are different, but they feel the same because they're most like the architecture of the ship is basically the same. It's just slightly different, sometimes more futuristic, yeah. more advanced things like that. But too much time has passed. Or to use the original people, um, some of the not their characters aren't alive anymore. But if you set it into it, like twenty years into the future, you could have what happened like after that. Serenity, after the release of the information of what the Alliance did. Like, how did that affect the universe? Yeah, I like your idea of re, like reusing the ship. If someone found it, you could build a bit of mystery into the right. first season to help kind of rebuild the engine with a different crew. And- well, because then you have to then you'd have to think how how did Seren- not only how did Serenity get here, but what circumstances would li- lead to anyone on that ship leaving that ship there? Yeah. yeah. So you you you're, you're building in a like a backstory for the people who originally watched the show that eventually maybe you have Nathan Fillion or, um, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name. Gina Torres. Gina, Gina Torres come like some of the original people come as guest stars mm-hmm. and fill in some of that information. But in reality, the show itself would be about this new crew and what they had to deal with. Okay, guys, let's make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will literally, I will literally watch anything with Gina Torres in it. Kenny, uh, I, I want them to bring them all back, but you guys have made <laughs> valid, valid points. If they would bring them back as like a guest, I wouldn't mind that. But I would love to see where they're at now. Yeah. I would love to see because a spoiler in the comic book. Well, I shouldn't spoil. No, I won't spoil that. Um, there's other characters in the comic books that I would love to see older. And yeah. Like, I don't mind you know, seeing them older. It would be cool to see them. But you're right. I don't think... It, I think it, it's been too They long. would all be 20 years still yeah, on the ship, I, still doing the same thing. Yeah, it's and not... It doesn't... That doesn't feasibly, that doesn't make right. sense. And also, it's been so long in and out of world yeah. that you you would... All you would think... All I would think watching it would be, 
what happened between the movie yeah. and now, because clearly a bunch of things you, definitely had to I happen. Mean, this is a spoiler. Do you care if I spoil for you, Adela? I don't. I don't care about okay. spoilers. Well, in the comic books, I won't, I won't spoil for you either. I've read. Okay, them. in the comic books, Zoe's pregnant. Right. Watch this shot. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you used the ship as the conduit yeah. between the old and the new crew, and you basically didn't talk about the history of the ship until a guest star came. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or until like something yeah, so happened where like so their the kid ship... hunts down the ship in a drunk junkyard, <laughs> finds it, it, it builds a new crew, and then goes sets out what happens. <laughs> We're there. Let's do it. No, I was I'm looking on, for I was looking for a new pilot to write. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then who's like. What I like about that is then you have you have totally different people. Why is the mechanic uh, the mechanic? Why is do they have a doctor at all? It, do you bring on a different kind of shepherd? Like like the, the who? What's the pilot link? Because yeah. you probably don't want to just make another wash. So like you could it would be a totally different crew, but it could be very interesting. And uh, you could also I think it'd be kind of funny if you did that if the new crew had a cook. Because yeah. that that was sort of like a like a joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in some of the in some of the episodes, in some of the episodes, like maybe we can get a real cook. Like, so you could you could play around with it. I think it'd be very interesting. I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. Well, that's about ta- our time here. Thank you guys for stopping by and chatting Firefly. Yes. Once again, I want to thank Jack, Adela, and Josh, and yeah. we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. 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 As you can tell, we're all super nerdy fans of this series. It's an amazing TV series. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you've seen it. And if not, run out, rent it, buy it. I would suggest buying it because you're going to want to watch it over and over again. It is one of the best TV series of all time. And it's something that I can binge over and over and over and I never get bored. I enjoy every single rewatch. I know every single... Every single aspect of the series because I've watched it so much and I'm enjoying all of the books and comic books and trading cards and games and I mean it's just blown up over the years which is amazing that this little nothing of a series that kind of struggled and you know got cancelled halfway through its season uh, became this huge phenomena and it's this cult classic and everybody loves it and it's, it's bigger now than it's ever been. And that makes me happy because I was there back in the day watching when it first aired, wondering where everyone was and why why wasn't everyone watching this amazing TV series. But now they are. So, yay. Uh, anyways, once again, I want to thank my co-hosts, Jack, Josh, and Adela. And I especially want to thank my listeners because, obviously, I wouldn't have a podcast without you guys. So, I appreciate each and every download. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can. For me personally, you can go to at GeekyFanboy. If you want to follow the podcast, you can go to at Geek underscore Roundtable. We're also on Facebook. Just type in The Geek Roundtable and give us a like. That would be much appreciated. And if you want to send us any comments or any suggestions on topics for a roundtable, you can go ahead and send your emails to thegeekroundtable at gmail.com. All right, thanks again, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. It was so much fun, and I can't wait to talk again. So until next time, take care. He robbed from the rich, and he gave to the poor. Stood up to the man, and he gave him what for. Our love for him now ain't hard to explain. The hero of Canton, a man they call Jane. Jane.
saw the mother's backs breaking And he saw the mother's lament And he saw that magistrate taking Every dollar and leaving five cents He said, you can't do that to my people You can't crush them under your heels Gene strapped on his hat and in Five seconds flat, stole everything Boss Higgins had to steal. He robbed from the rich and he gave to the poor. Stood up to the man and he gave him what for. Our love for him now ain't hard to explain. The hero of Canton, man they call Jane. Now here is what separates heroes from common folk like you and I. The man they call Jane, he turned round his plane and let that money hit sky. He dropped it onto our houses. He dropped it into our yard. And the man they call Jane, he turned round his plane and headed out for the stars. To the poor stood up to the man and he gave him what for our love for him now ain't hard to explain the hero of Panton, the man they call that was the scene in california's mojave desert five years ago our historic first view of the newcomer's ship Theirs was a slave ship, carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Attention, attention. Are you a fan of MASH, one of the most groundbreaking television series in history? Then take a listen to the MASH 4077 podcast, where hosts discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. So come and find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 podcast or online at www.mash4077podcast.com. The Geek Roundtable Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives Works 3.0 United States License All Rights Reserved.